Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast. I'm your host, Rab himself, and today my guest is Mike Rooftop Escamilla. Hey, how's it going? Dude. <laughs> yes, uh, stoked. <laughs> Thanks for letting us invade your space here. Yeah, it's a, it's got a, it's got a nice view here. Yeah, it's For the amazing. time being, yeah. I know, it's like all... All sides of it. Is you can see like, you know, 10 miles in every direction. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty nice. I don't know if it's 10 miles, but a few miles. Yeah, but that's rad. I feel Good like, sunsets. I feel like usually when you have a view, you have like one little bit of a view. Nope, not this me. Is the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the so. nice thing about LA. You can rent anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, man. I, I, I noticed you have the outdoor shower you were yeah. talking about. That's rad. The, the sauna and the uh, ice bath, which yeah. I want no parts of. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I, I put in a sauna, an ice bath, and this hot tub. Yeah. Because I, I had a back injury, and it was debilitating where I couldn't even get out of bed. I was switching beds. I don't know what was wrong. Couldn't find anybody to help me. Other, only people to help me say, oh, you need to have surgery. Oh. <clears throat> and so I was like, I was getting in the ice twice a day just to be able to function. Yeah. And now it's just come, sort of become part of my life. That's cool. And so did you ever have to have that back surgery? No. So what happened was my L1 was twisted this way. My L2 was bolt. My L3 was twisted the other way. So I was having like a traffic jam. Yeah. went back and I actually found uh, an acupuncturist. I I was sitting in a restaurant by myself. And uh, the waitress was like, do you have back problems? And she was just noticing the way I was sitting, I think, and shifting. Damn. It's like, it's that obvious? Yeah. So I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, she's like, "My, my husband had back problems. And, you know... And now he's like, he's, he went and saw this acupuncture guy, and now he's like a better athlete than he was before. Damn. And so I, I took the number that I, she gave me the name, and then I kind of forgot about it. And then I was kind of at my end of my, because I'd, I'd done acupuncture before and never had any sort of luck. I didn't, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I was kind of at the end of my rope. Like I was, I was, all this stuff is because I was at the point where I was like, well, my life is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't do anything. Yeah, trying um, every single thing. Yeah, and so I called this guy, or I called him made an appointment, and in the first hour, he made me like like 30 or 40% better in Damn. the first hour. And so he not only was he doing acupuncture, but he's like manually manipulating my spine, pushing stuff back. Yeah. And I've been going to him every week for a year. I haven't been to him in a few weeks because I've been traveling, and I can tell. I almost feel like I need – it still has to – Yeah. He's, he's basically pushing and slowly moving my spine back in the right place. Damn. And it's uh, – it's like night and day. Like I, I get bummed when I can't when I don't get in there. I, if I miss it for like two weeks, I'm like, ugh, I yeah. can feel it. It's crazy. I, I actually started doing an acupuncture because um, I was getting this vertigo thing. Did it work? Yeah, and and uh, and I it was like all of a sudden I'm like all dizzy and shit. Like what the fuck is going on with me? And uh, I couldn't figure it out. I went to the doctor. The doctor's like, oh, you have BPPV or something. And I was like. That's HPV. Yeah. It's something think, different. Well, I clearly have had that from, from the beginning of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I knew that, doc. <laughs> but, uh, but then he, so he's like, oh, you have to do this Epley maneuver thing. So I started trying to do this. You have to lay on the end of the bed, roll Weird. your ear crystals. The, yeah, the crystals. Because yeah. I've had the crystals break off. Yeah. And so for a couple of years, anytime I lay on my back, I would get vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. So I started trying to do that. That didn't really work. Then I just started like googling, like how the hell do you fix this? And the one thing came up: acupuncture. So I was like, I went and did it. And this little old like Asian dude is like, "Give me your hand." And like I, I, he didn't speak English, so he had a translator. And he put like four fingers on there, and he goes, "Okay, uh, overactive mind causing stress, causing anxiety, causing this, like causing uh, your heart to uh, be racing." This that he's like. And then if you don't watch, you will end up getting dizzy from all of this. And then I was like, and he's like, so why did you come here? I was like, 
that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Like, I was freaked out because it was like a few seconds he put four fingers on and knew everything that was going on. And then did the first, like, needle thing. And since then, I haven't gotten vertigo. And it's been like like four months. I've wow, been, that's I've crazy. Doing it. I'm doing it like Isn't twice it weird? A week, you can just sometimes people who are just so good at something can yeah. look. Like, I looked at you and I'm like, oh, not out of the closet yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I just knew. <laughs> you know? And I've known that for you know, 15 years. Yeah. And I'm just like, I came, when I saw you this morning, I hadn't seen you in a, in a while. I was like, oh, yeah, still not out of the closet. Still hiding it, still huh? Still hiding it, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm going down strong. I'm having a kid. I'm doing all that. Committing hard. And then it'll, it'll be, it won't be for 15 years. They're like, yeah. we always knew. He just was ignoring it. Well, it's good. You wait till your kid's a teenager and ruin, her, ruin his or her life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, so so speaking of, like, injury stuff, like, what happened throughout your whole uh, life in B- BMX? I mean, it's got to be... injuries? Yeah, it's got to be crazy. Uh, I tried to... I, I, it's funny, I put up... Someone asked me that on Instagram a few months ago, and I tried to... That was... Like a I, diagram of your... Well, no, I tried to list body. all... I, list, I tried to list <laughs> all of my injuries in under a minute. Oh, right? Because yeah, yeah. you only had a minute. Yeah. And so I, I, I get them, and then as soon as I post it, I, I start thinking, I, I think about 45 seconds more of it. Yeah. But if you had to, like, go down the list, if I could think of stuff right off the bat, I've had six like, knee surgeries. Uh, I've had a shoulder uh, surgery. I've had um, intercostal fracture, a sheath ripped around uh, the edge of my ribs, too. I've had um, broken fingers, broken toes. I have arthritis in my neck. I've, I've been knocked out, uh, I don't know, well over 15 or 20 times. Yeah. I've had con- over 10 concussions. Uh, hundreds of stitches, probably. Yeah. Um, what else have I had? Um, broken ankles, broken hands, broken wrists, broken arms, broken collarbone. <laughs> uh, I've had a uh, bruised spleen, uh, bleeding in the elbow, which I couldn't bend my elbow for months. I have ulnar nerve dur- damage, so I cut my nerve. I also have a thing called Viking's disease in my hands. See how it's closing? Yeah. Um, there's a lot more. Like, there's like a two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, but off the bat, that's a few of the things. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's crazy. Yeah. So, like, uh, I mean, because I think because Matt Hoffman has a lot of crazy. Yeah, he, he's too. he's got a, he's got a ton of them, but he's got like different kinds because his are uh, his are so much more terrible. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. just because he his are based on like. Like, I'll tear my knee, and he'll be like, I'm going to tear my knee, but then I'm going to get surgery uh, and drill a hole through my knee with no anesthesia, and then that's going to not work. And then, I, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just like all these, like, compounding things yeah. he does that just progressively get worse. You know, so, oh, my arm doesn't work, so I'm going to make this robotic arm shield so my arm actually can't lift higher than this, so it can't fall out anymore, and then that causes something else. <laughs> get right back yeah. on my bike. And, and then you'd think yeah. that that was the worst, but then he got driven over by a semi. Fuck! What? A semi blew a, a stop sign and drove over him. Yeah, he didn't ride his bike for four years. Like that was the biggest injury. Oh, but yeah, Jesus so like he's just um, yeah, yeah, he's had a tough time. So that in that huge list that you put of your injuries, you're saying pales in comparison to. I that, mean, or? I bet you it's like two thirds. <laughs> okay. I mean that yeah. was that list right there was nothing. Yeah, but if I, I went mean, down the list. That all sounds horrible. Yeah, to me. That, the, but I did. <laughs> I, I remember uh, around the year 2010, I tried to ma- which was a, oh, it was a decade ago now. Yeah, uh, I tried crazy. to map out roughly how much time I'd spent healing yeah, just on the bigger injuries that I can remember uh, from my first real injury which was in 95 when I tore my shoulder this is scar here yeah yeah um, and I had been sitting on the couch healing for seven and a half of those 15 years 
Fuck. And that was in just then. So add another ten or nine to ten years. Been a few knee surgeries and yeah. Of, I bet you. I bet you it's close to a decade of or more of healing. Dude, that's insane. in the last twenty five years. Yeah. Yeah. And I always think about it because I because I grew up with Bam and he skateboarded and uh, and like I skateboarded a little bit. I ride a mini ramp and do things like that. Yeah. But I always saw like to for skating or for BMX. You had to commit to knowing you were gonna be so get so throttled by whatever the fuck you're doing that, like you knew you had to get hurt bad to be good. Well, I think like that was before the Woodward years where people were learning into foam pits and there was these right, uh, right. facilities. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Facilities exactly. you could do this. So you got hurt in the, you got hurt in the progress to getting where. Yeah. getting to what you want to do now people don't get hurt in the progress as much but then when they do crash they get really hurt yeah but yeah i think it's just i think it was the best thing that could ever happen to me some people or some parents may look and be like well i would never let my kid do that listen how much you went through i'm like yeah but because of that i've also gotten to do everything i've ever wanted to do in my yeah, life yeah yeah legitimately everything i've ever wanted to do yeah and, and except for the new things that i think of constantly yeah. um but i i don't I think it's good for, I think it's good for people to get hurt. Yeah, like, like if my kid doesn't break an arm soon, I'm gonna push it on the stairs. <laughs> uh, not, not really. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean. I think it's good. Yeah, I think it. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's important. Like now everything's so safe. There's handrails. Kids don't do anything. You know what I mean. Like everything, you can't do anything. And I think it's important to like, kind of be a little bit of a dumb kid and yeah. Learn sure. what you can do, you know. Well, well, a lot comes from that, like when you get hurt, and especially going through the process of healing and spending the time on the couch or doing that stuff. Like, there's a lot of time to think, and there's a lot of time to like figure out what the next move is or whatever. And yeah, and I just, I think you like you learn who, what you can do, like what's yeah. capable, instead of being afraid of everything your whole life. Like, right. I, I know people that are like guys that are 35, and they're like, how do you? I'd be scared to use a skill saw. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, scared. you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. because they've never were allowed to do anything. And then you just get to a point where you don't do anything, you know, or, right, you, or right. you're scared to do this. You, or I, what I don't get are the people who like fall, like go snowboarding for the first time. I had my two friends do this. Our people went to high school with, they fell, broke their wrist and then trying to ride the rest of the way down the mountain broke their arm their other <laughs> arm and you're just like and then they never do anything their whole life ever yeah, again and, yeah. and like I just in my head I'm like well you got that out of the way that can never happen again right, so you're right. good yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, it's like if you survive like if you boat. survive a plane crash you're never getting in one again yeah 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 you're yeah, good yeah. <laughs> you do whatever you want that's really what it is there's certain things that I feel like I've done enough where it's like that could never happen again. So now I could just do whatever I want. Yeah, no, like, that's a I good that's a good mentality though. I think because, like you said, like I, I watched uh, Deegan from from Meta Militia. Yeah. Uh, he came on Viva La Bam, and he did this backflip like uh, Guar was playing, and it was like this whole crazy thing happening. Obviously. And and uh, obviously, yeah. and he did this backflip, and I remember right before he was going, like I remember him saying, like I was just standing there, but he said it to all of us, like he's like, I don't know, man, this, this ramp's kind of gnarly, like it seems, but I just got to do it. I have to do it because like the cameras are on. I was like, no, you don't, like you know, but but he went for it just because he was like, I got to go for it. Goes, does the backflip, and then jams the like the handlebar, handlebar into, it and it like punctured his spleen and I mm -hmm. think like one of his kidneys or something. He like almost died because the the and I don't you know don't name the names, but we all know who it was. There wasn't an ambulance anywhere near this area, and it was like, dude, this crazy shit that's going on. Like, you should have somebody 
ready to go. Yeah. And and there wasn't. And then because you don't think about, you're like, oh, he's gonna pull it. You know? Yeah. And then when it happened, it was the the time waiting for the ambulance that was like risky as hell with yeah. it. And but afterwards, he got right back up. Like I mean, once he healed, and you know, not right then he didn't yeah. get right back up. But after he healed and did all, he couldn't wait to get back on a bike. And and for me, I'm like, fuck that. And and like that mindset is. Well, that's not going to happen again, so well, go. Yeah, you know? it's not going to happen. I just think it's such a part of you. Like, people... Yeah. Right, 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 right. You know, it's like when people say, like, well, you don't have to ride your bike. Like, yeah, I, I do. Like, yeah, yeah. When, when you're when you're in it, right? Right. And it isn't about that, like, you need to go get, do something or prove yourself. It just becomes part of who you are. Absolutely. Like, and, I mean, the hardest part about being at the end of your career is, and I think for everyone, whether they want to admit it or not, um, is an, it's, it's a bit of an identity crisis. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think that's why a lot of people turn to drugs and alcohol and, and you have, you've had a, you've had a few, su- like enough suicides and things like that right. where people just without bike riding, without skateboarding, without motocross, where it's been their whole life, like, who are they? Right. Right. Like I've been lucky enough that I've, tra- I've transitioned into some things that have, have been able to fill that void for me but not nearly as much as i would like there's still days i wake up and i'm like i i've got to find that thing yeah like that defines me yeah well you mentioned that a little bit because i because i always see like because i follow you on the instagram stuff and i always see like it's the instagram or whatever i follow you on the instagram (laughs) i'm such an old man whatever (laughs) rick always tells me i need to be better with it and do i'm like i i i can't go on there that much but um that hashtag be the adventure yeah. that you do. And I mean, I always see this cool shit. I mean, you're always it's off doing crazy. I, I started that hashtag years ago and now it's got like over 250,000 people have used it. Yeah. And it's like people started trying to start clothing companies and all sorts of shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And the whole point of that was, is cause I used to get a ton of, um, I would put pictures up from all the TV show stuff I did or whatever. Yeah. Just, and they'd be like, well, I could do that too. If I had all the money in the world. And I'm like, can't make rent. Uh, <laughs> I don't have all the yeah, money in the and, world. And my whole point was, and a lot of it is just around here. I just am good at like finding stuff. Yeah. And just also making it fun. So I, my whole point was, is like, you're the adventure. You, you be the adventure. Just walk out your front door, go left or right. And then yeah. you just find it. You know, you know, like, look yeah. at what you guys did with CKY, right? Like, yeah. it's not like Westchester was some amazing place. It was just a town. <laughs> yeah. You know, a and boring you, ass town. Yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. made fun stuff, you know? So yeah. that was the point of it. But it's crazy that it's it's sort of taken on its life of its own and, and spawned other be the be this and be that and yeah uh, it's it's really it's really funny. Dude, it's awesome because it is a good mindset that that like you're the one that makes that happen. And and that yeah. was like that we had that thing of for the film. That was like always because because uh, Joe Franz back in the day, like he would have this old film camera, and the mindset was like you had to hurry up and fucking break yourself off or do something because the film's rolling and that shit costs a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, back when you had to run film. Yeah, so it was like so that was like for the film, just do it, like you know, and that was that mindset. But it, but that created this fun adventure of just yeah. go for it, make it happen, and stop making excuses and go. And go whatever you do, it. is it is what it is. Yeah. It right. is what it is, right? And, and so many things fail, but but so many yeah. things turn out that you wouldn't like. The thing that you think is going to be the funniest or the best sucks, and then yeah. the thing that you're like, ah, just whatever, that turns out there, to be great. There is a thing that I think people do, and I, I'm guilty of it too, is not doing something because it's not going to be this great production or right, this right, big right, thing. Right, when right, you right. realize it doesn't, 
doesn't need to be. No. Just go do your thing. Yeah. Like, the yeah. best stuff happens for nothing. Yeah. Like, because uh, Bam's mom always used to say that, too, because we would just find random shit in the closet and then make a skit out of it. Did they find and, you in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you were the random thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so then, like, you do that and you and you make something funny of it but then once like jackass came and there's money and then viva la bam came and there was money to blow it, it we got lazy with it because you could just pay yeah. for everything and it was you yeah. lose it yeah you 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 have these like delusions of grandeur that you yeah. think are going to be so funny and you're like eh, it's not really that yeah it didn't work out because it looks like you're trying so hard yeah no, it doesn't, doesn't seem authentic yeah exactly because no one actually goes like kayak rocket boarding downstairs <laughs> right, in Seattle right, 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 right or whatever right, right. it is yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so what got you into riding BMX like how did you find a well, bike or whatever I was like, just I was a there was a lot of kids in my neighborhood there was yeah. like 13 or 14 kids all within like a three year oh, range nice. so it was like a great yeah. neighborhood to grow up in and they all rode bikes oh, okay. and so I was I was the youngest kid that went and rode around to the jumps with them and we drove all over and then when they all either got in trouble or or graduated or just got into cars they all sort of stopped and then i just rode myself and i had found this guy brian castillo who i didn't i met him at his jumps the guy at the bike shop says hey we're gonna go ride these jumps and they're yeah. like you know a couple towns over back then you're like well you're 14 you're like i can't get there it's 15 miles right. away um you're like oh well We'll drive over there, and I met this kid who had built these jumps, and he was the only other dude that I'd ever seen that rode like the same way I rode, oh, right? Yeah. Like he was jumping doubles and doing tricks, and he'd never seen any kid like actually like three sixteen doubles, like doing real tricks over big jumps. Yeah, he was like the only one, and I was the only one over here. It's yeah. not like there was there was no internet, there was no right, you, you know, yeah, anything. exactly. Um, and then we just rode each other's, each other's houses like every weekend, and then that was it. And then we just started riding, and then. So you kind of pushed each other. Yeah, I pushed yeah. each other, but we were also just... And then I would just... Once I knew where he lived, I would just pedal to his house every weekend, 14 miles or whatever it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, over yeah. hills. Like, yeah, yeah, But, yeah. you know, you'd go there with $5 in your pocket, ride all day, and then ride home. Yeah. Uh, but that was that was how I got into it. I just never quit. Yeah. And then I had you know, met some local pros, and then just sort of just started happening. Yeah. You know, and then back then, uh, the whole industry was here in California, and so... And there wasn't a ton of pros or a ton of people. So once I started getting in with the people and then the, those pros had the magazines there to shoot stuff, they're like, Who, who's this young kid? And I was super young at the time, and I was really good for being super young. And so uh, the, the, this guy, Chris Moeller, set up. He was, he's the owner of S&M Bikes. And he was like, hey, you should shoot photos of this kid that comes around. He told the magazine that. And so we went and shot a photo. Went, went and did a photo shoot. And um, I, sh I shot three photos that night. I uh, 360 the roof cap. It's like this. Uh, Damn. Um, uh, it's this one. It's Jeremy Ray is famous for it. The La Habra roof cap for back back in the 90s. Is it that, that uh, the water tanks? No, but I did that one too. Oh. Maybe before Jeremy. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy. <laughs> uh, but the I, I so I 360 this roof cap, um, the La Habra roof cap, and then I'd done like a, a bar spin off a bank and then a handrail. Um, just at some school, but back then no one did handrails. Like yeah. there was like ten people in the world. This is all in one night. Yeah, just yeah, one yeah. Day, like ten people in the world or fifty did handrails, and I was like some fourteen-year-old kid. So they were like, "What is happening?" But I would just see a magazine <laughs> and go like, "I guess that's what I do." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and in that my first photo shoot, the uh, the three sixty got a center spread of the American Ride magazine. 
the oh, bar spin yeah. on the bank got the cover of a UK one and then my friend this guy I knew who owned a clothing company and ran ads he just took the photo and used me in his ad so the first and that was it I was like as soon as I had gotten a cover a center spread and an ad from a company I didn't ride for um, <laughs> uh, the first time I had gone on a photo shoot and then it was just like I was just like oh we'll call Escamilla or my nickname's Rooftop so they'll yeah. just call Rooftop and I was just like the kid that was I look now I'll see old magazines from the 90s and it almost is like propaganda. Like there's photos of like I'd se- I counted one. I had 17 photos in one issue. Damn, yeah. 17. You're like there was no. They're like oh, just we have no other. We need to fill just this. Throw him in. We there, need to yeah. fill the issue. So yeah. I would just do whatever. I'm like yeah, I'll go. And so, uh, and that's how. I mean, it would never happen like that now. But it was almost like propaganda. Yeah, because it yeah. was so much of me. And sometimes. And and that was good because you yeah. got all the. Exposure. I would get. Yeah. There was like a, a five years where I got over a hundred photos a year, like. Damn. In all the magazines combined, yeah, that's you were crazy. just like, "What is?" Now you're like, "I mean, there's no magazines <laughs> now, which is crazy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then yeah. you get like, you get later, and you're like, "I can't even get. I haven't had a photo in two years." Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, but it was a it was a good time to be a part of it, dude. How, so how did you get that nickname, Rooftop? Because that's um, all I knew you for yeah. for the longest time, and then right, and then it was like, it. "Oh, Mike." I'm gonna tell it. It's <laughs> yeah. quick. Uh, so there was a guy, there was this group of pros named the POWs, Pros Westminster. And they had a house with a super sketchy house, dirty bunch of dudes live there. A bunch you of said ramp. POWs. POWs, pros of Westminster. Oh, okay, Westminster's oh. a town. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, that was just what they called the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would go over there and ride ride these sketchy ramps. And they were going to a contest in 1993 in Oklahoma. And I was like, can I can I go? Yeah. And I was 15, maybe 15, maybe I just turned 16. And they're like, okay. There were seven of us in a minivan, and so I'd never been anywhere. So I was just, uh, I just talked a lot like any kid does. Yeah. Not now, though. Yeah. Not now. <laughs> uh, and, uh, the, uh, and so I just would ask questions. I did, we drove all the way there, and we stayed for two weeks and slept on the ramps at Matt Hoffman's place yeah. under the ramps for two weeks. And at some point, they, they started chanting rooftop at me, and I didn't know what it meant. But apparently... It meant that if I didn't shut up, they were going to put me on the car on the roof of the car like the grandma from National Lampoons or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so when I they started saying rooftop, I was like young. I, was like, I don't know if I should cry or like yeah. they're picking on me or if I was. Yeah. And then it just stuck. And then the first photo I had was that roof cap. Oh yeah. So people thought that that was it. It came out about the same time, and then it just stuck. And it's a completely stupid name. Like yeah, it's like hey bedpan. What are you doing? Like, there means nothing, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it sucks. And now I, if I hear it, I turn around. Like, obviously, yeah. there's people who only call me that. Well, I know. And that's, like, I mean, that's how I met you. But it's funny to know that that's the story. I, I just assumed because of the rooftop gap. Like, yeah, I, I no, thought that yeah, was Yeah, no, it. That's, not, yeah. that's not it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's just because I'm annoying. <laughs> You're annoying little shit. Well, I know everything about being an annoying little shit. That's, that was, like, my MO for most of my oh, life. Oh, really? And, uh, oh, dude, that, that's all I did was... I, I woke up in the morning and my whole mission was to just annoy the shit out of everybody. Wow, that's so, terrible. Yeah, so I would go to school, like I'd try to find the jock dudes and just fuck with them and be the most like annoying. I uh, you know I get stuck in lockers and all that stupid. That shit. That really happens. Yeah, like it actually happened. I actually got put in a locker and Bam had to get me out of it because they figured that can't out be how real. to. Gi- no, it's dead. I'm not. I'm not joking. It was in the in the locker room in the boys' locker room in East High School. It's because I was a little a little dude. So then they like fully two guys fully like jam me in there got me in there stuck me in there and bam had to come and get me out of it you know what's weird is that <laughs> i just realized this and this is, this is not related but i just was having a conversation 
about someone said they were talking about their kid just pooping on the ground and i was like i know a guy who was like running down the street and took a shit <laughs> yeah. was saran wrap wrapped around you too no was it, that a different time it was just uh no it was just uh jock strap oh and then it sprayed up how does that happen <laughs> at what point in your life do you go yeah someone says you should do that and you're like Obviously, yeah. <laughs> that well, it was funny because I always thought, like, I, and I still do. I think that shit is hilarious because <laughs> I, I, I thought that, like, like for me, my thought process was this: like a hot woman, or like you know, or like a, when we were younger, like a, a hot girl or whatever. You, the thought was. Dude, like that girl takes a nasty shit. Like she thinks that she's so hot and everybody's all, oh, hey, you're so hot. But she goes home and takes a nasty fucking shit out of her ass and like splatters the toilet with it. And my head went to that place of like, you're not all that. Like you definitely are just sitting there trying to wipe your ass sometimes and you can't get all the shit off of the thing. What is and so happening? That's where my head goes to in a lot of that stuff. And I always thought the embarrassment that people have from shitting was hilarious to me and still is hilarious to me because you know like there's some big tough guy in like a in a business meeting or whatever and it's like and then he's got some like that's always like where my head goes so shit was always funny and then like it just became like you know like take that dog turd and like throw it next to somebody or whatever and it was always just because people would react so dramatically to shit yeah. And uh, so then that was the process. And I had this thing that I would do on the back of the bus. I was a little fucking asshole. So, like I said, my whole day was to annoy people. And I tried to figure out what it was that I could do to annoy people. And at the, uh, at the school bus, I was like, all right, if I get in the back of the school bus and take a piss in the back when they stop like piss will go all over everybody's bag I was such a fuck so so like I thought that shit was hilarious because I just wanted to fuck with everybody and eventually pissing in the hallways led to like I was gonna get kicked out of school that like that morning I had a meeting with the principal's and my parents and they were like if you get in trouble one more time throughout the school year you're going to be expelled and this was like january so i was like i'm not going to make it to june you know like so i came back from that meeting went into the classroom and bam was in my health class with me and we're sitting there and i was like dude i'm going to get expelled like there's no fucking way i'm going to make it and i saw this coffee mug on the teacher's desk in like the the adjoining class yeah i was like dude i'm going to take a shit in that coffee mug so that when the teacher comes back there's just going to be a turd in the mug and i was like i thought it was hilarious so i go to the bathroom to take a shit in the mug and i stole the mug yeah i took the mug go to the bathroom take a shit in the mug and as i'm coming out of the bathroom this girl who's like total like goody two-shoes girl saw me and i was like oh fuck like i'm caught i can't get it back to the classroom so i just threw it and then it splattered all over the lockers there's just shit all over the lockers and by the time i get back to the class when i threw it the shit got on my foot and i'm like oh no there's a shit on the foot so i'm trying to wash it off in like the water fountain there's just shit everywhere and i come back in the classroom i'm like what and bam's like what what happened like what and i was like dude dude like you know like i, I fucking see. threw it and then like it was on the lockers and then where we were at the teacher basically uh, the teachers would let us out a couple minutes early because we were in this wing that was farther away from the school. So all the other teachers let the kids out, but our teacher, for some reason, wasn't letting us out early that day. And he's looking back like, 
Rab, Margera, like, what's so funny? And and we were like cracking up because we knew, because you could hear the kids in the hallway like, oh, what is that? Ew, like that's shit. And so they're all freaking shit out about shit. this shit. And uh, I, anyway, I ended up getting expelled from school. So for that, yeah, because that was like the last. You straw. think? Yeah. <laughs> so 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 shit always kind of became my mo because of that stuff and and then i started doing the shitting off of rooftop things and doing that for uh for cky and that's when jess margera who he turned me on to uh to george, george carlin. carlin and like when i was real young but he was like dude like come on you're known for shit like you should do that you should do the. So did you eat a bunch of laxatives? Yeah. So then I Terrible. ate. So then it said like eat two to four of them, and I was like, oh, fuck it, eat the whole thing. I ate the whole thing, eighteen pieces of those little chocolate like X lax things, and I'm sitting there for like an hour and a half, going, uh, like, and Bam and Jess are like, do you got a shit? Like what? And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't know what's happening. I drank a little bit of coffee. And then everything stirred it all loose, and it was literally like, "Get the camera! It's gonna fucking explode out of my ass!" Like so. So then we go run, and all I had to do was just let go a little, and it fucking sprayed everywhere. How long did you poop for? So that I've told the story before, but uh, but it, it so it went nuts. So then right it after, went nuts. so after that, then there's, my there's went nuts. shit. Yeah, it went nuts. There's shit all out the front of like you know the jockstrap. There's poop everywhere. I go onto the side of Bam's parents' house to spray down my ass, and I turn the hose on and I'm spraying my ass, and I look through my legs like while I a full spread butthole spraying down the shit, and I look through and the neighbor is standing there holding his six year old daughter's hand <laughs> looking straight up my ass like and I'm like I'm like dude I'm like oh my god sorry and you know he's like oh, like what is going on over there and I I fully had to take it off because there was shit all in the jock straps I, I had to be I was standing there naked like cover myself with this like little kid over there and I come back around, I'm telling them, I'm like, dude, this fucking, the neighbors just saw, like, directly up my asshole. And they're, they're, they're like, so they're, they're cracking up. Ass. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, do you want more of this? Okay. So I, I get, as soon as I get inside, I'm like, I got to shit again. So I'm sitting on the toilet, just shitting, shitting, yeah. shitting. And Bam had to get me the phone because I'm, like, freaking out because my mom's a nurse. So I call my mom up and was like, mom, like, I, I ate the whole box of X-Lax. And she's like. She's like, Christian, like, why would you do that? I'm like, you'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole world will see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to be famous, mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So then she, she's like, she told me, like, I had to take Imodium to counteract the X-Lax. Yeah. So I take Imodium, and all it did was make a just like a rock war in, in my yeah. stomach. Like, and then you felt like you had to shit, so you get to the toilet, and then you don't have to shit. And then you feel like you have to shit. How long did that last for? So all night. I, I went out, and I went to the... Uh, went to the bar. We're all hanging out at the bar, and then the funny you part went of to it, the bar after yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah you did all that. You're like, oh, let's go drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I listen. I, I I'm in recovery. I, I, drinking was a part of everything. So so uh, so I'm there and I'm drinking, and Bam comes over and goes, dude. Um, he's like, uh, he, he's like. Yo, this girl over here is all into you. I'm like, nah. Not today, like, yeah. she ain't. I was like, not today, dude. And he's like, no, no. Like, she's in. So then she comes over, talking to her, and he's like, oh, he's like, you have to take her home. I was like, ah. He's like, I, I was like, I really shouldn't. But then I was thinking, like, it could be hilarious. So I did bring, I brought her home to Bam's parents' house. And we go up in the room, and we're, we're you know, like, 
having sex. She's full. She's on top of me, and as it's going, like I, I was like. I was like, oh my god! Like, and I knew I was like, I'm gonna shit, like I'm gonna shit myself. Oh, I'm gonna fucking shit right now. Like, and I was thinking like how hilarious it would be, but then I was like fucking embarrassed too. So, I farted and like shit beneath, like between my butt cheeks, and it was like, like, and I was like, oh fuck! Like, and I thought, I thought right then like, it was all over the the sheets. So I was like, oh, oh, and I was like, hey, uh, I was like, oh, man, I really need water. You, like, and I was like, I need to go get some water and tried to fake like that I was leaving. And as I'm like scooting out, I'm like, am I rubbing? I thought I was like rubbing a shit trail all across the fucking thing. As I get, then I can, feel, the I can feel the shit. I can feel the shit like dripping down my leg as I'm walking out of the room to get to the bathroom. There's just shit like dripping. It like dripped on the carpet. Then it dripped on the floor in the bathroom. And then I get to the toilet seat and as I sat down it was like all shit all over my butt so I like slipped but shit at the same time so then it's like it's like it's like I slip and there's like shit and there's shit all over the seat like all over everything I'm like freaking out I'm freaking out like how the fuck am I gonna clean all this up there's shit all over me and like so I jump in the shower real quick like spray that down I'm wiping all of the toilet seat trying to get that I'm like for sure she knows I'm in here doing this you know like and, and then I, I finally get it cleaned up enough where there's I, I went back later and there was shit all under the seat that I forgot to get and, and but I go back and I'm like I gotta get these waters because I said I had to get water so I go downstairs get the water so come, it was like a half hour back. later yeah and I come back and I'm like oh hey like charts <laughs> <laughs> and she like you know it was like weird from there and then I, like I kind of went to bed she never mentioned anything we just fall asleep get up in the middle get up in the morning and Bam's mom's like making flapjacks you know she's over there like hey everyone and she's like oh like you were really thirsty last night like that was crazy like what happened or something and then Bam goes oh he wasn't thirsty he was shitting you know like and then he showed the whole video of me shitting full speed and all that to her and she it, it was the most awkward thing because like this was like right when cell phones came out she was like oh and just goes over like goes outside like oh i gotta make a call and i was like oh and then Who she just that? the girl okay, that yeah. i was with she goes to make the call and then she just like goes outside and we were looking out the window and she just like fades down the street just and, like ran away <laughs> she just <laughs> ran away yeah, yeah just like slowly walked away. and we're like she's not coming back <laughs> no dude she's not coming back <laughs> So that was that was the uh, the full. I'm, well, I'm so shit story. I'm not yeah. sure if I'm glad I'm at it. Well, we're out of time now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is yeah. I, I the other day I saw an Instagram video of this. It's, it's in another language, and this guy's in a field, and this guy has like a five gallon like Home Depot bucket on. Like, got, like, he's caught something. Yeah, he's caught something on the ground, and he's like, I got, and he's telling this other guy like, you got you have to grab it. It looks like he's telling something. As soon as I lift the bucket, you grab it, and so he's sitting there, and it's, it's like kind of this long pause. Like you ready? You ready? Okay. He pulls the bucket out, and the guy just dives his hand in to grab it, <laughs> and it's just a huge pile of cow shit yes. and so he's just got to, like it's a huge pile and he just like dunked his arms into it he's like and then he goes running after dudes and he slips in another one right into his back of one it just explodes yes. all over him and he's just like you, you see the kid and he's just like 
My life is this is my life. This is the worst. See, that stuff is fucking hilarious to me, man. Shit, anything to do with shit is the funniest stuff. Oh and that's why Dave England and I got along so well. <laughs> is this they both have a, a, an affinity for At shit? At some point, your daughter's gonna watch this. Is your daughter or son? Daughter. Yeah. Daughter's gonna watch this and be like, "My dad." Uh huh. That's him. So proud. Who wants him to come to career day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what was funny was I did get asked to career day. 22 years later after I threw school? shit on the thing they asked me like this was a couple years ago I went in and talked to the guys about like video production and stuff it was fucking oh my God. Was I was the like, last line yeah. of my little thing would have been like also good note don't throw your human shit on the lockers because you'll get expelled good luck guys yeah, good luck go Panthers <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's so good, but um, but yeah. So that that was the uh, the obsession with that, and I and I did that for all those years. But um, well, I'm glad. Geez, I'm glad I've asked. <laughs> yeah. Are you glad, Rick? <laughs> yeah. Gossip knows. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. So okay, so how can we steer this back into the uh, the BMX world and, yeah. and kind of your your story of. Um, you know, getting getting involved, obviously. Like, then you then you got onto like Matt Hoffman's like video game. Yeah, well, I rode for Hoffman bikes, so we did yeah. like uh, did the video games, and uh, there was action figures. But in high school, I always wanted to be a stuntman. Oh yeah. So I started doing stunts even back in high school. Oh shit. All BMX yeah. and bike stunts. Yeah. But that sort of set me on the path to like have this other career now. Uh, uh, what you're doing now? Yeah. yeah what I'm you doing said now. You're, you're heading Stunt, down yeah. for a movie. Yeah, to, back yeah. to Atlanta. Um, yeah with that and like even like TV hosting and things like that but all the bike riding stuff all led me to do at some point I was riding for like Etnies and Hurley and Nixon and they all had these like surf or skate teams and I would start going on trips with their other sports and I started like realizing like well there's so much to be doing yeah why am I riding my bike only right and so which led to like just being able to do a lot of stuff so and they all just turned it out ended up hosting stuff and and doing whatever I could do to go on these other trips and that just all sort of, as much as it was like unliked at the time, the bike industry didn't like that I did everything else. Like they, it was a very strict time when they were like, you should only be riding your bike. Right. Like this dude's off snowboarding, it's a heliboard in Alaska. You know, you should be in Riverside on some crappy ass ditch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and now you can't find an athlete who doesn't do more than one thing yeah. ever. But uh, it sort of all like paid off to sort of giving me a pretty, pretty interesting life up until now gonna do what i want to do so like were you you sort of taking a risk where they like did you have a contract that was basically like you can't get hurt doing nah, other stuff there or? wasn't any that no one had contract yeah, really. yeah uh we had contracts but they were just like we'll pay you you're right and we don't yeah, have to yeah, if we don't want yeah to. yeah um but <laughs> and no, we reserve the right to, to like not yeah, pay yeah, you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. uh no but uh you were definitely like it was starting to like be f there were definitely times when people felt like it was frowned upon because i they felt like i should be i was getting paid to ride bikes and i was off yeah. in Fiji, you know, on, a, yeah. on an island, you know, uh, but worked out. But yeah, it's rad because that's that's your life these days. Yeah, I mean, like you're you're base jumping and doing. Well, all I used crazy. to base jump. I stopped when my daughter yeah. was born. But I'm, you know, I, I do. There's pretty much. I mean, I do a yeah. lot of. St I, do, I keep I keep busy. Yeah. I'll. I try to constantly find fun things to do. Yeah, you know, I, I got to do a TV show about seven or eight years ago where we we did, a, we did two seasons and we basically went and did um, sports or jobs or um, uh, rituals or anything that was specific to the country you go to and I got to do everything yeah like literally show up and be like okay uh, you're gonna fight this pool um, this is how you do it 
yeah. five minutes of like, like this bull orienta- is orientation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, and then you're in this like you're like Toro. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it just you realize that when you when you're when you're forced into something doing something, you're like, Oh, I could do anything. Yeah. Not like you're gonna be great at it, but I can do everything enough to have fun. So I'm like, Well, I'm just if I see something I wanna do, I'm like, let's figure out how to do it. Like I was wondering, like how did you how did you kind of make that transition into the film world and start doing <laughs> stunts with film? Like you know, like obviously you said like you, you've done so many different kind of um, I don't know action sports or whatever yeah. you know, but uh, but with so many different things, how did that lead well, into? I always want to be a stunt guy, stunt man, and so I would, I started doing bike stunts even in high school. Like, yeah, do like I would uh, I did you know, commercials, and then I then I there was a show called Pacific Blue. Yeah, I remember that show. And I yeah. doubled some of the cops for a little bit and did bike oh, stunts yeah. on that, and then uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I would do stuff here and there, but I was always busy doing riding my bike still. And then I got an opportunity to do this movie called Stick It. Which is like a gymnastics movie, but the opening sequence is like this bike and skate sequence. Yeah. And so we got to the we got to the house where they're gonna do the sequence down off the roof, and I was they had this whole thing. I was like, ah, you know, it might work a little better. So I kind of redesigned the sequence, and then we did it for real, which is like, I like we put a ladder down, and I like feeble grinded a ladder wheel bouncing on the Damn. on the rungs, like, and then drop into a pool slide, and uh, the guy who had hired me for that, I told him that I'd. Uh, I really want to do stunts. Wait, was it, the ladder was like on the ground? It was, was like that? from scaffolding to scaffolding, oh, like at an angle. Shit. You know what I mean? That's gnarly. Um, and it was on something four feet wide, and then I three sixty from one another, and then dropped into a pool slide. And then, yeah. Then there was a couple different different stunts, and I flipped out of the pool and went through a window. Uh, but I told him I want to do more stunts, and then he actually um, he'd hired me for uh, his name was Jimmy Romano, and uh, he. He was like, "Oh, I got another. I got a show for you, and you could actually you'll take some bullet hits." That was the first real, like in my head, real stunts. Yeah, it was ten years, at ten or twelve years after I done bullet hits. Like, a, well, no, like squib hits. You know, like, oh yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. I, I was like, a, you know, I was like a, I was a guard for a drug dealer. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did a few of those on his episodes, and then just things here and there. And then, Do you have to have padding on or something for that? Nah, or? I mean, oh, I think you just you might take have it. a little thing underneath it. It's been a long time since. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but usually you have stuff on. It doesn't hurt that much. You have stuff hurt. in between your skin for okay. sure, uh, but it's not much yeah. uh and then i did that and then i did the movie mall cop where i actually played a bad guy With and paul blart yeah, paul yeah, blart, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's like been the best paying gig i've ever had in my life oh yeah i still get huge checks from it i mean when i say huge i'll get like a thousand dollar check for residuals that's awesome i mean that was yeah. 12 years ago yeah and damn. so i did that and then i started doing more and more and then they you know they, they hired me for a little bit here and there and then it's just you know so you're kind of like in that movie you were kind of like the uh like a principal stunt guy like so are you in like Paul Blart yeah I was a principal stunt yeah I was part of the or stunt you team but I was also too, or? yeah I was also an actor too oh. I also played one of the bad guys yeah so it was action sport bad guys so Fuck, like yeah. we, we they just hired us to do it but then I've That's done awesome. you know but in the last few years I'm like Gardens of the Galaxy 2 uh, Winter Soldier I think, Damn, I, think it was Winter, I think it was Winter Soldier Captain Marvel Ant-Man uh, Holy shit. I'm working on Suicide Squad 2 now yeah uh, you know a Horrible Boss a bunch of little, little movies here and there and like little movies here you know, that, and the TV the, shows and stuff too. Yeah. Oh, I was but like, I never I was made like, those it. Those are huge. Yeah. <laughs> I never made it like a big priority until the last few years. Okay. So now I'm trying to make it more of a priority. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're, yeah, you're, you said you're heading down to Atlanta. For yeah, I'm in Atlanta to go work on some stuff, and uh, I'll yeah. be there every month. I'll go back at yeah. least once between now and February. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you're it's it's crazy because you're kind of like the actor too you're not just like the stunt coordinator uh, guy you're, you're well I'm not coordinating I mean yeah. I'm just a, a stunt guy but I would I used to try to do more acting stuff but I think I'm gonna start start 
auditioning again. I I, I kind of went through a phase where I was like, why am I auditioning when I could just go make money doing stunts or riding right. a bike? Why yeah. am I being miserable doing this? Yeah. Uh, but lately, I've been like, I think I won't. It feels like something I would enjoy again. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna start doing that if yeah. I can find the time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, it's funny because I, I I sit here and think about it. Like obviously, with all the BMX stuff and, and the stunt stuff, and like I always, whenever I see you, I always think of Ryan. Like yeah. it's always like a a close connection, uh, Ryan Dunn, or, yeah. and uh, and he would always like want to be a BMX guy, but never could, you know. So he like, but but he would always be like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm the bike. BMX guy. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, the yeah. BMX guy for the for for CKY. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tried to be that, but we knew damn well like he wasn't. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but you guys got close and uh, like ended yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, we were roommates good, for while. He friends. was filming Jackass Two. He got an apartment out here. Yeah. To live and uh yeah, we were we were tight. I mean, I, I you know, um yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny cuz I I, I I say this to my wife. I'm like, dude, whenever I see rooftop, I always think of Ryan cuz it's just the two of you sort of have that sim- similar sensibility of like sort of fucking annoyed with everything, but it's hilarious. You know, like yeah. like like where Ryan would do that like he's just like because I remember when when he died, people would be like, "Oh, he's the sweetest guy." And I was like, "No, he wasn't. He was a fucking dick." And that's why I loved him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, that dude was a total dick and he would pick out like yeah, but I mean, he was like, a nice guy. He was just yeah, 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 yeah. his yeah. his comedy was dickish. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Actually, he total sweetheart to have a person. Yeah. But for me, it was like, he fucking bust my balls always yeah. and constant and that's what I loved about him. And and that, and you have a similar sensibility in that, like I know what you, you talking have, about. <laughs> like I know you have a heart of gold, and you have your daughter, and you're and you're, and you're an awesome dad, and, and and cool like that. But then there is this cool part of you that's sort of like a dickish sense of humor. And well, you know, I don't know if it's a dick, but I just feel like it's. I don't think there's a line you can cross in comedy. Yes, I just don't think there's a line. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, or like it's just if there's a line, the funny thing is just right over it. Yeah. And I think that we live in a time where everyone's so. Like, sensitive, sensitive but yeah. not even sensitive they just think that like if I hurt your feelings that I owe you an apology or that it, what you're saying is not okay yeah or like or that their way is the correct way which is it's okay if you don't like what I'm saying that that's fine yeah like it's that's fine totally cool. I almost think that like you need those people because that sort of lets you know what you'll put up with right right you're like ah, oh, that eh. otherwise nothing ever happens to you, <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah 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 if someone says anything to you, I don't honestly don't know how some of these kids are going to grow up and be able to do anything meaning like handle regular life yeah like when you walk outside and someone actually or their boss yells at them (laughs) get to work you idiot you know yeah Uh, I just I think I also think that people want to be like they want to should we wait for that helicopter they're coming to get me hold on (laughs) yeah I'm getting picked up pull us right out of here Uh, Hold on, I live on this massive hill. Yeah. So we're really close <laughs> to good. helicopters. Yeah, no, Sometimes, good. actually, I look up and they're like 20 feet over the house. Well, not 20 <laughs> feet, probably 100 they feet. They are yeah, coming but to get me. No, but I mean, that one's pretty low. <laughs> yeah. But like, you, there's ones that are easily half as high as that sometimes that Damn. I'm like are they landing in the street <laughs> yeah. uh, just right on the, uh, the the roof over here I do think yeah. that there's people that complain about stuff like these people it's a sort of cancel culture that's what they call it right yeah, when people, yeah, yeah. They, they just want to like they don't even uh, what's happening doesn't affect them they just want to be able to be heard and say like that's wrong yeah. or that's whatever you know and you're like I don't know. It's it's really a weird thing. People complain about things that have that don't affect them in any way. Right. Well, it, it was funny. I, I it was Jerry Seinfeld or some or one. I think it was him. But I, and I'm totally paraphrasing on it. But the, the idea was that 
we're trying to change everybody's language and what everybody's saying so that the person who's sensitive's feelings don't get hurt instead of teaching the person who's sensitive's feelings how to handle yeah. life and the things that are going to be said. Totally. You know, and and that was like damn that is so right and it, like we shouldn't change everything to make sure everyone's okay you teach those people how to cope with the fact that life is fucked up from time to time yeah and and shitty things are Happy, said yeah. and you have and to, it's fine yeah, yeah. it's right. fine it's so it's such a weird it's such a it, the weird thing to me is that i, I heard this i don't know who who said it but it, i heard something somewhere that was like it's weird that like you're people are getting in trouble for comedy they said 10 years ago yeah yeah you're like <laughs> things were things were different things were funny then right the way you talked was different. Everything was funny. Things were accepted different. It's like you wouldn't use a cell phone from ten years ago, right? Because it wouldn't exactly. It does. It doesn't do what you need it to do now. Yeah. Right? You know. So like, it's evolved. And things it's evolved. Have yeah. Why? Why is it your like? It's your okay for your electronics to evolve. Yeah. But people can't. Yeah. Well, Kevin Hart got in trouble and couldn't do the. the yeah, Academy but he didn't Awards get in trouble. He just like. I mean, the thing is, is like. Yeah. But go but back. To, like, go back to Eddie. Mur I'm not even gonna say it. But go back to Eddie Murphy's album. <laughs> Look at yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. titles. Yeah. Oh, when he walks right out on yeah, the stage. Yeah, but some of the titles from the early eighties, like the titles of just the joke on the on the album, you would get fired forever for just <laughs> yeah. saying some of those words. And it yeah. was and no, it's and honestly, if you're a comedian and we're gonna if we're gonna go by these rules, no comedians can work ever again. Right. Period. Yeah. No one can do anything. Like, hush up. It's too offensive. Yeah. Everything's too offensive. Because that because I personally like it's almost refreshing when you hear someone use things that they're not supposed to. You're like, yeah, I like that. And the weird thing <laughs> yeah. is, some of these words and I, and I can understand how they offend people, but I for like someone who grew up in the '90s when a lot of words were just said, don't have anything to do with what people say they have to do with right, right? like right, right. there's words that, that describe some people and i hear that and i'm like i don't really even think of that group of people when i hear that right exactly uh but it's but i understand I, and here i am worrying about everything you know like yeah, yeah. sensitive to that but i also think like just if someone's a shitty person then just don't be around that shitty person anymore right and you could tell and that and i think that's what you're saying like that was the difference with with you and with rye is that you're good people just saying funny shit that might be yeah, a little I, bit offensive because because it's fun to it's hear funny. That. yeah 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 there, i i do think that we're in a place that's so like i think that, i think it's gonna pop right like i know there was a lot of i saw or, or heard something that uh was about those new chris rock yeah. netflix ones that are like the last ones like he pretty much makes fun of every group that you shouldn't make fun of like according to well Chappelle and or Chappelle what did yeah, I say Chris Rock yeah, Chris I meant Chappelle Chris yeah. Rock did one that was that everyone got offended oh by. no I, I meant Chappelle yeah. sorry uh, and um, I don't know why I said that uh but it, it was saying that there was all these critics about how this can't happen but then they did a poll with the people and the people weren't yeah weren't bothered by it at all so maybe it is just the people who have a bigger voice seem to be you know pushing a narrative that yeah. is like and I don't understand what for, but yeah, right, just, exactly. You know, but 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 that's a scary time when 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 a comedian censored to the point of not being able totally. to just kind of I, poke I, fun at the stuff. Because the whole entire point, I think, of Chappelle and the reason he even left that show, from what I gather from what he said, the reason he left that show back in the day was because people weren't understanding the fact that he's just poking fun at this stuff, having fun yeah. and showing the kind of the hypocrisy of the things that are existing rather than, than saying, Oh, this is how I actually feel about it. It was more like, this is, isn't it funny that society sees it this way rather than this is how I feel about this specific yeah. thing, you know? And yeah, that, totally. Yeah. And that, I don't know. That, I think is the last one. The la I mean, all of them are good, but the last one, six and stones, whatever it's called. Yeah. Is 
Uh, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, I know. Kasik and I were talking about that yesterday when we were driving. It's we were a like, masterpiece. Apparently, there's there's an extra, right? There's there's like an extra. After the credits. Really? Yeah. Oh, there, I'm gonna go watch that yeah, as soon as we get off. Yeah, yeah. As soon as we get off this, yeah, I'm gonna go watch it. Yeah. I just, I, I, I it's, it's perfect. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's so it's, good. It's perfect. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks for coming on. And wait, and I'm, I'm wait. I didn't come on for free. I'm pushing my podcast. Oh, 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 yeah. We're talking about that. You like yeah. how I just like? <laughs> uh, I gotta at least do that. Yeah. I did. I am starting a podcast. Yeah. You've been tell. You told yeah. me that you, you've so already recorded. It'll, be, it'll yeah. be. I'm assuming it'll be out by the time this comes out. Yeah. Uh, it's called Keep Bleeding. Oh, and shit. Uh, I'm just talking to a lot of athletes and actors and rappers and comedians, people in, you know, anybody who's sort of mastered their craft yeah. and people who have to continue to give blood to their craft to keep it alive, whether it be physical or mental yeah. uh, or having to sort of change their mindset. So I'm really, I have some really great guests yeah. and I'm really excited about it. I, uh, Dude, hell yeah. I'm really, really stoked. So hopefully uh, you guys tune into that, but it's called Keep Bleeding. Go, go, go look now. Yeah. And it, it'll be everywhere. Like, yeah, uh, it'll be everywhere. Like, um, it's easy to find. The logo is me. Riding a heart, about to shove a lightning bolt into a, a beating heart. Yes, uh, so it's pretty good. But um, dude, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So the the uh, the first ones we're dropping are, are are really good, man. We yeah, it's like Tony Hawk and Exhibit, hell and yeah, Skeet Ulrich, actor Skeet Ulrich, and uh, comedian Nicole Arbor, uh, Jeb Corliss, wingsuit guy who talks about getting eaten alive, crashing oh, in, in in like Africa or something, and laying with a broken back on a river while animals are eating him alive, waiting for help. Holy because he was just stuck shit. there like yeah it's, it's we I, we talk about some really amazing injuries and pe- things people have done and uh just have overcame it so it's pretty uh, i'm pretty excited about it dude i'm excited so, yeah. to hear that yeah it'd be good i think hopefully uh, if it sucks uh you know it won't last long <laughs> and listen to the episodes that are out yeah, yeah i'm sure it's amazing yeah. dude they got some great guests coming on and, yeah, and, I'm and you said that's gonna be out in, in it'll be out soon it'll be out uh mid-november i would assume okay that's what we're shooting for i've been lagging on it because i've been work i got i've actually been working so yeah uh it's been slowing down but uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it i've got like a really great list of people coming i forgot i being in this industry for so long you forget how many people you know yeah you don't have to know them that well for them to say yes i've realized yeah nice. you know as long as you're not a complete shithead then <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. Oh, yeah yeah all right okay you know, sure, so it's yeah. good uh so i've duped enough of them to give me a you know good first season hell yeah so but nice. yeah thanks for thanks for having me man i'm stoked yeah thanks for coming on Hey everybody, I am Mike Escamilla and welcome to my new podcast, Keep Bleeding. I'm super excited about this. For the past 25 years or so, I have been a professional BMX bike rider, a stuntman, and a TV host. I've traveled and toured all over the world. I've also gotten to work jobs in over 50 countries, some of the most dangerous jobs in the world. Everything from sulfur mining in Indonesia, to scuba diving in Mexico City's sewage plants, and even going on drug busts deep in the jungle with the Colombian military. I've set and broken world records on my BMX bike, as well as performed stunts in some of Hollywood's biggest movies. Movies you love, like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, American Sniper, and so many more. Through all my travels, I've gotten to meet so many talented and driven people. In this podcast, I talk to athletes, actors, stuntmen, comedians and rappers, and so many more about what it takes to master their craft. How they've had to adapt and change or accept what others would call defeat. From doors being slammed in their faces to what would be career-ending injuries, we talk about how they've had to overcome unbelievable challenges just to continue to keep their passion alive. We have an amazing lineup of talented people. People like Tony Hawk, Seth Green, TV host Carrie Keegan, Skeet Ulrich from the hit show Riverdale, controversial but always honest comedian and entrepreneur Nicole Arbor. I chat with wingsuit pilot Jeb Corliss as he details things like getting eaten alive and so many more unthinkable situations. I mean, listen to this. I couldn't move at all. And I remember just like trying like with all my might to just like 
erect myself and I just couldn't do it. And I'm just laying there going, oh God. And then I don't know how long I was there before I started feeling the animals crawling on me. What? What kind of animals? The water was filled with these little freshwater crabs. And they, and when I hit the waterfall, it opened up a huge slash in my ass. And I was bleeding quite profusely into the water. And it was attracting these little crabs. And they started eating me alive. And I got eaten alive by crabs for three hours while I waited for rescue. I also talked to West Coast Rapper Exhibit about his introduction to Dr. Dre and the truth about doing TV as a rapper. When you did pin my ride, were you still touring or did that stop? Or because I, I couldn't leave because uh, we were in production. And they kept doing season after season after season. And you're locked in. Locked in. People don't realize how gnarly those contracts are. Yeah. Especially when they're your first ones. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and they was, also think you're making millions of dollars. No, it was prison rape. So many crazy stories that my jaw dropped just hearing them. Some of the other first guests are BMX legend Matt Hoffman, who details what it's like to have surgery with no anesthesia. Actor Sean Gunn talks about his experience playing on-set Rocket Raccoon in the Marvel Universe. Jack Osborne, motorcycle craftsman Roland Sands, and you get to hear out vegan bodybuilder Nimai Delgado on how being plant-based from birth has shaped his entire life, career, and body. Them and so much more. I am so excited to share all these amazing stories and what it's taken for all these talented people to survive and thrive in their own perspective worlds. So don't forget to subscribe to the Keep Bleeding podcast, available on all apps or wherever you may listen. Thank you so much, and we'll talk soon. Bye.